Welcome to the Encounter House podcast. We're all about resourcing Gen Z to be transformed through encounter with Jesus and lead those around them to encounter at his feet. My name is David. I'm Dawson. And my name is Vanessa. And we cannot wait to jump into episode one, where we're going to talk about the heart of Encounter House, kind of where Encounter House was stemmed from, where it was born, and um, just kind of what it is. So I'll take a step back and explain a little bit about um, what Encounter House is. So Encounter House is a movement of Gen Z, and we just want to push Gen Z towards worship and intercession. And so uh, once a month, we meet on the second Saturday. It's all student-led worship, student-led prayer moments, and we just push students towards worship and intercession. All of the youth groups are invited. All of um, the Gen Z in the, in the area is invited. Like, it is insane. And we literally just partner with different organizations after so that students don't just go and encounter Jesus, but they actually want to do something something after that encounter. And so yeah. we push them towards prayer meetings and being discipled. Um, and it's just been beautiful to see how all of that just kind of unfolds. And um, I'm loving like every second of it. So if you just kind of want to tell us a little bit about how it started, Dawson, yeah. and um, kind of where this idea stemmed from. Come on. I love that. Honestly, Encounter House was really born from like a crazy desire to see Gen Z pray. I think I... I encountered Jesus and had a moment a couple years ago um, and really have never looked back in wanting Gen Z to not only engage in prayer, but lead those around them in specifically prayer for their campuses and friend groups. And so, um, and so, yeah, that's where Encounter House was born was really just how, how do we get Gen Z in an environment where it's so open to the Holy Spirit and it's so ready in the in the in the ground, it's it's ripe for encounter. They're mm. they're ready to to touch heaven and have their lives transformed forever. And then from that place, go and lead lead their friends, you know, and make a difference. Because um, that's the only way that we're ever going to see real revival mm. is if teenagers. You know, I mean, it it can't happen with one gathering. Like, yeah. as beautiful as the Saturday night gathering is, like, it's just not enough. But mm -hmm. if there's teenagers where every day there are teenagers who are gathering together and they're meeting on campuses and in friend groups starving for revival, mm -hmm. that's when we'll see it. So, yeah, that's where it was born. That's so good. That is so amazing. Come on. Yeah, it's so fun. And then, honestly, it got, like, the greatest leaders— to come help me build it. And it's like so cool. Reached out to Vanessa and she was like, tell us, tell us about May 7 and about that story oh, yeah. and how Jesus connected you. Yeah. So um, I made a group chat with my youth group and like my pastor and a couple of like prayer leaders um, in 2019 on May 7th. And I was like, guys, we need to have like a worship kind of prayer night. Like I really just want to like push our students towards intercession and worship and my pastor was like, yeah, let's like think about what that looks like. And we kind of like wrestled with this idea. And we came up with like a hybrid worship um, with like student-led prayer moments. And it no like nothing ever happened. Um, but then like Dawson hit me up and we started, you know, to plan Encounter House. And then we ended up having a gathering at my church in the exact same building, in the exact same room that I wanted to have um, a worship night. And we had Encounter House May 7th, uh, 2022. And that just like, blows my mind because 
I was just, I mean, I was just thinking, I was like, wait, didn't I make a group chat about this? And I was like, oh my gosh, it was May 7th. <laughs> and I started freaking out. I was like, this is crazy. Like the Lord is so good. And I just could not believe that. And so that really like solidified Encounter House yeah. for me. Like, I, cause honestly I was like, is this really what Gen Z needs? Do we need an, another, you know, Saturday night gathering? And I've seen the fruit from it. And I've seen like the uh, leaders and the people who have been empowered to like lead prayer moments and who want to start prayer meetings and who are getting involved with zero hour. And like, I see my friends being transformed and I'm like, it's so worth it though. Like yeah. everything, it's so worth it. And then just the Lord solidifying that. So that's just been super cool. And I'm just like all in with how that looks. It's, it's been incredible um, just to see the fruit of that. Um, and everything. So, yeah. And then we've got David here, who is just a beast, literally organizing everything. Like, so cool. Literally so cool. Share some more of like your heart with this. Yeah, totally. So when Dawson first came to me and talked about Encounter House, I knew Dawson. So I knew this was coming from like deep in his heart. Like this is what he's called for. So I'm like, I will do anything to help you, but also <laughs> help. Coolest. I love you so much. <laughs> help you, but also help Gen Z. Yeah, encounter the Lord because mm-hmm. Gen Z needs the Lord more than ever before because the Lord is the only way for curing depression, for curing all these things that Gen Z are going through. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, hey, if this is what Gen Z needs and if this is what your dream is and if this is what the Lord told you to do, I am so in and mm-hmm. I will do anything and everything to help you. That's so good. He's so cool. He's, He's the so best. Cool. Let's wow. Go. I love you so Do much. not deserve him. <laughs> no. And then Dawson also uh, brought Vanessa in, which is a huge, huge blessing because Vanessa has like the most determined, like she will just. She makes stuff happen. She makes she stuff makes happen. Stuff she happen. really does make stuff happen. I'm so she's like, like high yeah. head in the sky. Yeah, and then yeah. Vanessa comes along and she's like, no, we're actually going to do this. And I'm like, Okay, great. Thank yep, you. Yep, I need yep. this actually really bad. Dawson's like the the dreamer. Vanessa yeah. will just make sure things happen. And then I'm just back here supporting these two amazing Whatever. leaders. You make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> literally, we could not Whatever. do any of this no, without no. you. <laughs> you pull it all together. But sometimes I feel like I'm mean if I'm like, Don't Dawson, like you're mean. stop. You're not, you're not, <laughs> not stop, but like I'm just like, Dawson, another <laughs> thing. <laughs> what about this? What about that? What no, about no, no, it's <laughs> not mean. It's so helpful. Okay. So I also kind of want to talk about like your hearts and your like testimony, your walk with God. Um, so I just want to ask you guys, like where, what was a moment where you encountered the Lord and you never like were the same, like a moment where um, you encountered Jesus, whether that's in worship, uh, reading your Bible, like a sermon, like anything that you um, have heard, you just encountered him and like something happened, something changed. Uh, I just want to kind of hear about those catalyst kind of moments. Yeah, for me, I mean, my dad's a pastor. So throughout my whole life, I was in the so-called Christian circle, you know, mm-hmm. the church, you know, everything. I did VBS, I did Sunday stuff, I went to Wednesday prayers, I went to Korea. I, so I'm from South Korea, and Korean churches have Friday night meetings as well. So we have Sunday morning, Wednesday night, Friday night. I went to most of them, but I just kind of attended. I wasn't like, oh, this is amazing, I want to give my life to the Lord. As a matter of fact, I told my dad, "There's, I'll do anything in my life except for one thing, and that's full-time ministry. Wow. Mm. Uh, lo and behold, I here I am doing these <laughs> kind of things right now. Uh, because for me, it was worship. This Christian band was on tour, and they came in town. And I was like, you know what? 
I'll give it a try. I'll, I'll go there because I mean, I know about them. I've heard about them. I don't really know them, but I'll give it a try. And there, the Lord literally wrecked me. Wow. Like I, I still remember the song, but they started singing this song, and I, for the first time in my life, I cried while mm. I was worshiping because until then, I see like people cry, and I'm like, why mm. would they cry? Like. I, I don't get it. Like, are they crying for the sake of crying? Are they faking it? What is it? Um, but literally the Lord just touched me and I just felt his love and peace. And from that moment on, I started to listen to more worship, prayed more, you know, read the Bible more, you know, all that stuff. And ultimately what really, really got me into like loving what I do and really, really uh, developing my love for the Lord is through... Uh, this local church I serve, again, back when I first started, I had no idea that I'd be doing full-time ministry or anything like that. I never wanted to do it. But as I let the Lord do what He wants to do in my life, I realized that I want to dedicate my life to Him, wow. not just in the sense of I want to, you know, like love Him for the rest of my life, but I also want to serve Him for the rest of my life. Yeah. yeah. That's so good. What about you, Doc? So good. I love that. Honestly, kind of a similar story. Grew up in church. Um, pastor, are we all pastor's kids? That's yeah. kind of sick, Whoa, actually. Let's hello. go. Yeah. So I grew up as a pastor's kid as well and uh, grew up in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Absolutely loved it. Had a beautiful childhood. Um, moved to Kansas City when I was 11 years old. Um, and I remember, honestly, as I became 13, 14, started to really feel fake because I had, mm -hmm. I, I knew that I had a call to ministry ever since I was, I mean, my, my earliest memories at three and four years old are watching my dad lead young people in prayer. And as literally thousands of teenagers are on their knees, like most of them weeping, I remember like my earliest memories are I have to do that. Like that's, that's cool. Like if I could do one thing with my life, I want to mm. do that. And then moved to Kansas City and started to feel really fake because I I had this ministry persona exterior, um, mm. yet internally was was really dead. So so we started this church and and every time the microphone was open, I was up there, I was praying. I had people telling me like, oh my goodness, Dawson, you're, you know, like you're you're anointed and A, B, C, D, E, F. And and I I came to a place where I believed none of it. Mm. Because if if you knew how much I don't read the Bible, like if you knew how much I literally like tell God I don't care. Like if you knew how how unmoved I am in worship and how I literally I, I I sit through these songs and to at an honest place like I kind of loathe them if you only knew and so I remember I actually preached a message once um, and I t I called it the greatest show because that's my favorite movie ever um, but but I called it the greatest show because there's. I, I talked about having the imposter syndrome and having this mask that mm. everyone, you know, that that everyone can see that looks great, but behind the mask, everything's everything's different, and I'm a totally yeah. different person than than I come off to be. And then I remember sitting down after I preached that and just being like, "What the heck? I'm the fakest person here," in a really condemning, awful way. But kind of lived from this broken, empty, like acting. Mm. And then I remember. Um, I walked into this prayer meeting that I talked about a second ago, but but I walked into this prayer meeting and I remember asking the Lord, like, if this is all that there is to Christianity, then that's beautiful. Thank you. 
if there's more than I want every ounce. And literally, I have never been touched with the presence of Jesus like that before in my life. Like the presence of God was so tangible in that room. And I remember I'm I'm sitting in this chair. I'm I'm leading the prayer meeting. So I'm leading the prayer meeting while simultaneously having like my life shredded. And I I, I remember thinking to myself, like, man, if Generation Z knew this, like mm-hmm. if Generation Z encountered this, if they could touch, if they could experience this level of the Holy Spirit, if they could know, if they could experience this, we'd be forever different. Um, And so honestly, have lived from that place ever since of like, you guys have to experience the presence of Jesus because all the fakeness fell off, all the depression, Mm. all the anxiety, all the fear, all the things that I struggled with before, like gone in a moment, all the chains fell off as I looked at Jesus and I was forever different. Um, And so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm, where I've come from. And, you know, he's done beautiful things ever since, but yeah. What about you, Vanessa? So What's good. your story? Yeah, I can relate to that a lot because I'm also a pastor's kid. Let's um, go. <laughs> but I definitely relate to like going to church and doing all the things. Um, and it was really hard. I think like my whole testimony is like I was so in love with Jesus, um, had that childlike faith. And then like once middle school hit and like those teenager years, you know, I started getting with the wrong crowd or like not caring because I was too cool, you know, and mm-hmm. um, things like that. And so it actually happened for me. Um, encounter with Jesus in, in eighth grade, my church went to this um, conference and it was like CIY. Um, and we went and I just remember we were singing um, the creed, I think it's called. And it's like, I believe in God, the father. I believe in God, the son. Yes. I believe in God, the Holy Spirit. And I was like singing these words and I was like, I don't actually believe this. And I had just this conviction of like, I'm like up in worship, like with my hands up doing the thing, just like everybody else's at every other conference. And I'm singing these words and I feel so convicted because I'm like, do I like, am I singing this? Like, do I actually believe that all of this is true? And I just started crying. And then I literally could not say the, like I could not sing the song. I would try and like the words would not come out of my mouth because I just couldn't bring myself to like, say the lyrics and so I just remember running back to one of my small group leaders and just crying she's like what's wrong and I have, I was like I have no idea I just like feel so convicted like I just like want more of Jesus but I just have to like sit like in his presence and I was just like weeping mm. um and so from that moment I was like okay I'm gonna like everything's gonna be different you know and I tried you know to like live the way that Jesus has called us to live and you know all the things and I um, tried to be the perfect Christian and I almost forgot about that encounter like I almost oh, like wow. like it was an encounter that I had and then I once I left that conference like all of my friends that I went with I was like telling them about it but it wasn't like they had the same encounter or like they were like ah oh, they were just like cool dope and I was like yeah and that was it you know and so I almost forgot about that um and it wasn't until like I actually started to see my leaders who were like, who had encountered Jesus and seeing what had come from that. And so then like that encounter always just has like lingered in the back of my mind. Um, and I, you know, I rededicate my life to Jesus there. And so Amen. that like from there, it's not been a smooth road. Like I have been, it's been up and down. It's been so many different friend groups. It's been so many different like feelings and um, things like that. But I can say like through it, like that was the moment where like Jesus just touched my heart. Um so I mean, there have been, like, so many others, too, that I've just been, like, reminded, like, of his love, singing, like, Move Your Heart. And I just remember starting to weep because I was just like, Lord, all I want to do is, like, mm-hmm. move your heart. And I cannot believe how much you love me. And I remember someone was, like, on stage praying, and I was just, like, weeping so loud. And my pastor was like, 
are you, do you need to step are out? You? And I was like, I just want to be in this room though. And they're like, I know, but like they're trying to preach. And I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, but I just love Jesus. And I was like, can you believe how much he loves you? And he was like, yes, I know. Can we, <laughs> can we take this outside? Um, but it's, it's just been, it's been so good. And oh. then at a bull conference was when I felt the call to ministry. Like, um, I, that was also, I was, I'm with David. I was like, I'm never going to do ministry full time. Um, really? Not, yeah. I, I thought I would like serve in the church or something, you know, a little bit. Um, but really like it was the whole like being a woman in ministry, like just hit me. And I was wow. like, I'm not going to be in ministry. Um, and if I am going to be in ministry, then I'm going to marry a pastor and I'll, you know, wow, just do some children's stuff or, you know, like here and there, whatever, help out, whatever. Um, needs to be in the church. And so that was kind of like the view that I had. And I had a lot of different like friend groups too and people, mentors speak into that um, from so many different perspectives, which made it really hard. Um, but at Bull Conference, I was just like watching all these kids sing. I don't remember what song it was, but I just remember there was like no instruments and it's all just the voices and they were just like, all hail King Jesus, or something like that. Like there was like a song like that. And there was just this moment and I was just like, Literally, I could not do anything else with my life. Like, yeah. I literally can't do anything else with my life. And if I were to do anything else with my life, I would. It would be a cop out. Like, there is. Yeah. I cannot not do ministry. And so that's kind of where I like solidified that. Like, okay, like I'm going to lead people to encounter Jesus because this is too good. This is like too deep to like not. Yeah. You know. And if like me being a woman like stops in any way, like so be it. If I have to minister to women, I will minister to just women. You know, if I can do both, I will do both. If I stand in the feet of Jesus, I just love you so much. I had to tell everybody about (laughs) you, you know, like I literally, so yeah, that was just kind of like the heart of that. Come on. Come on. And here you are leading and pioneering this podcast. (laughs) It's a small step, but it's a great step and it's amazing. And thank you so much, Vanessa. Dude, I'm so excited. Yeah, so as I was kind of like talking about, I almost forgot about that encounter I had with Jesus because of my surroundings. Like be, I had that I had that encounter and then I went back into the same friend group and I did the same things and I almost forgot about it. Like wow. it was in the back of my head, but it wasn't what I was chasing. It wasn't anything that I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. But in the moment, like I was wrecked. And so I think like, yes, we want to create moments for uh, Gen Z to encounter Jesus. Mm-hmm. But even more than that, the follow-up is really where that happens because like spiritual warfare is real. Like you have an encounter with Jesus, like you have an awakening and like you are feeling refreshed and you're so right? like all that, like the Satan and the devil, he will do anything to no stop kidding. you from yeah. continuing to go deeper um, and to knowing who God is. And so I've seen a lot of my friends do the same thing. They have encounters with Jesus and then it's just forgotten about. And I'm like, how? Like, what? Why? Like, Mm -hmm. what is happening with Gen Z that we have these encounters and we have these moments um, and then we actually don't follow through on like, okay, what do I do with this now? And so I'm hoping that like this podcast is just like the door to that. It's the gap between, okay, it's, you just had an encounter with Jesus and it's really hard now to be like disciplined in like reading your Bible and praying and starting prayer meetings, like all these things, like that's a huge jump. How can we resource you? How can we equip you? How can we walk alongside you and help you figure out like what is going to come from this encounter? Like how is, how are you, what are your giftings to actually change Gen Z? Um, What are things that you're passionate about? How um, can we help you live a set apart and consecrated life? Like that is kind of the heart 
part of this. That's the vision of like, we're not going to forget about these encounters that we have. Mm -hmm. We're not going to create an environment where you come and you feel all the feelings and then nothing happens. Like that is so worthless. Like, honestly, like that's not what I want to be doing with my life. I actually want to see the transformation and the life change. And if, you know, reading the Bible and and having encounters with the Lord, it brings transformation. And if it doesn't, like, what are we doing? Are we doing? And right. so um, this is like the gap, you know, like I want to talk about everything. I want to um, help students and Gen Z to just like, just go deeper into who Come God on. is and know the characteristics, like redefine who God is as a father, redefine who he is as Let's a friend. Go. And like, yeah. how what, what, what can we do? How can we talk about that um, and bring glorifying conversations and talk about things that, are hard to do. And after you've had an encounter with Jesus, be like, okay, it's not just the feelings. Now what? Now what do I do? And so um, I'm hoping that this kind of acts as the gap and the bridge between that encounter um, and Gen Z. So that's kind of the vision behind this. Amazing, amazing. Well, in the future, we will have uh, different voices for Gen Z on our podcast. It'll be different worship leaders and different leaders with different gifts. And we will talk about all these amazing things uh, to help equip you and to help you encounter the Lord. Yeah, Encounter House meets the second Saturday of every month. If you ever want to come join us, if you live in the Kansas City area, it'd be amazing to have you come and join us. It's a worship and prayer gathering. It's literally, I mean, it's all it's all student-led worship, all student-led prayer. It's really beautiful. Um, but yeah, I'd love to have you come and join us. Yeah, for more information on that, um, addresses, times, ways to get involved, maybe you have gifts and you really want to see what Encounter House is about, check out our Instagram at underscore Encounter House. We'd love to like come meet with you and talk with you on there. And um, yeah, just get all the information. We'd love to see you at our next Encounter House. Thank you guys for listening. Y'all are awesome. And I cannot wait for episode two.